0: I'm freezing! Do you want a hoodie? Yes, please. You look shirtless. You're not. But do you want a shirt? (laughs) I would love a shirt. If you are listening to this, you probably already know our Chest drive, Yeah,
1: baby, the search for merch is over. See what I did there? You
0: worked really hard on that. We have spent so much time building a merch store for you. There is all kinds of fun stuff. We have down bitch tank tops and shirts and we have a bag. You know what the bag says? A whore's worth of swabs. <laughs> you asked and we brought it to you. We are so excited.
1: My personal favorite is the Fry Thy Neighbor hoodie.
0: The Fry Thy Neighbor <laughs> made by a down bitch. Okay, Simone, Thank you, Simone. We have all of your favorite places like Iowa and Virginia because, you know, in Iowa, you got to bring something to do. (laughs) All of your favorite sayings. And you know I was very, very particular about the quality. We've got slouch shirts. So much variety for you. Yeah, so you can go now to our website, click the shop link, and baby, you can be dressed like a sexy DB. And you might see some familiar faces as the models. (laughs) We were ridiculous. We will post the link everywhere on all of our socials or you can just go straight to our website we hope you love it as much as we do we are so excited to get our owd merch back out there and make sure that when you get
1: your down bitch merch that you tag us in it on instagram take a
0: picture we can't wait to see how sexy you all look. you're sexy and we know it it. we love you so much have so much fun we can't wait for you to see our merch.
1: Okay, so the time has come. Okay. My 21 year old boyfriend asked me a question today oh, that God. made me feel so old. Oh, no. He goes, Hey, babe, can I ask you a question? I said, Sure. He goes, What's a walk, man?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> when is his funeral? And are we singing? <laughs> <laughs> Joseph! Hi, honey! I'm
1: so sorry. I mean, R.I.P. me! Well, what did you say? I had to Google I mean, I explained it and it did not compute. I had to Google it. Because you have to Google go back it. to cassette. You have to go, well,
0: we played cassettes in, and then he probably gave you no signs of recognition on his poor little wee face.
1: I remember having a CD Walkman on the train with me in New York City.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, what year was he born? 2000. Okay. Shut
1: up! (laughs) You're not better than me. (laughs) Will you not? Okay. (laughs) He is the sweetest, and honestly, he told me today after he asked me what's a Walkman, he said, "Don't mention that on the podcast." I Uh, said, "Of course uh, I won't." Of
0: course, (laughs) of course you can. (laughs) All right, let's get to it. Season seven, episode nine, love triangle tells the story of the disappearance of Brandi Hannah.
2: She's at the center of a love triangle.
3: Brandy was crazy about the guy.
2: But it's taking a toll.
3: She got a little upset. It was kind of showing.
2: One of the customers said she was scared of someone. Hours later, Brandy is gone. It's like she picked
3: up her cell phone and her house keys, and she just vanished. Is she a missing person, or is this actually a crime?
2: Now, could recent clues finally solve this decade-long mystery?
3: Instead of trying to focus on who did it, I tried to focus on finding her. I remember these shoes. This is the biggest break they've had in this case in years. She couldn't have just disappeared. Somebody has to know.
1: So here we are on Friday, May 20th, 2005. In North Charleston, South Carolina, and 32 year old Brandy Hannah is a waitress at a restaurant called Alex's, which is a local diner, and she's about to get off work. Oh, I got really nervous that you
0: weren't going to say the most important part of that sentence, which is what diner.
1: I love. I a love diner.
0: A diner, affordable comfort food at breakfast all day, all and those seats day. with a little bit of DNA on it.
1: Yeah, who knows what's on there? Do you know what state has the most diners? I mean. My instinct is to say New York but that's probably not right. I'm going to say Illinois. Oh. One more guess. Uh
0: Tennessee. It is New Jersey, my friend. What? New Jersey is coming in at a about a 525 diners. New Jersey, wow! It's the diner capital of the world. That's all we have. Why do you know this? Do you not know? I know lots of useless information. You sure I do. I know so much information, and none of it is useful.
1: Yeah, and yet you still have terrible taste in men. Interesting. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay.
2: (laughs) One of the waitresses, 32-year-old Brandy Hanna, is about to leave for the day.
1: Brandy had requested the weekend off.
2: Brandy was about to get a ride with a customer to take her home, and she called her mother. She didn't want to leave without seeing her mother.
0: So here we are. Brandy is leaving the Alex's diner. She has requested the weekend off. Yes. And she's about to leave, but she wants to wait for her mom, who is actually the diner manager, but she's also going to take over her shift for the night.
1: Now, let me tell you, Brandy's mother's name is Donna Parent, which, what an apropos last name, because she is indeed a parent. Yeah. and. I think I like the idea of a last name being a reflection of who you are. Okay. I think I might change my last name to Joey Large Penis. And I think you know why, but that's a story for another time. However, I can tell you that my new last name, Large Penis, will be hyphenated. (laughs) Anyway, Brandy was also waiting for Mama Donna
0: because she needed help setting up her voicemail on her cell phone. Now, I am not laughing. It just confuses me because I feel like boomers are reckless with technology. (laughs) Like, I watched my mom get into a pissing contest with her Google Home and walk away and go, bitch never does anything right. I was like, are you okay, mom? So it's very confusing to me that Brandy is relying on her mom to set up her voicemail.
1: Absolutely. Usually those roles are reversed.
0: I thought it was adorable. All to say, Mama Donna is a dumb bitch. She is here and she is adorable.
1: And we find out that Brandy has been working at this restaurant about three months, but she's been waitressing half of her life, starting at 16.
2: Brandy was a
3: very pretty, shy, sweet
2: girl. But she was so shy back then, she tried to avoid the customers.
3: So she'd hide in the kitchen and do things back there. No, no, I can't go out there. I think she did great at it. You know, and I I think it helped her break that shell.
0: We meet Aunt Yvonne, and she says that Brandy is very sweet, but also Brandy is very, very much like you and I. Shy.
1: Shy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wrote the same joke down. (laughs) But then we find out that waiting tables really helped her come out of her shell. And turns out, like, not only was she really good at her job, but everybody who came in loved her.
0: Yeah, people came in just to see her. And so Mama Donna made another joke about how she had to make the outgoing message on her voicemail. And she was like, this is Brandy's mom. Leave a message. And Brandy was like, actually, I love that. Keep it. I don't like the sound of my voice. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I hate the sound of my voice too. Thank God I got into podcasting. (laughs) So now Brandy actually has two cell phones. She has a prepaid cell phone, which was very common back in 2005. And she has this new cell phone that Mama Donna has helped her set up.
1: Now, the reason that Mama Donna helped her get this phone is because she was like, I don't want you to run out of minutes. I don't want you to find yourself in a situation where you can't use your phone. This will give me peace of mind. So... Basically, from the very beginning, we realized Mama Donna is a down bitch and she loves her daughter.
0: And she's worked at Alex's for 30 years and they loved working in the same place. Donna was a super young mom when she had Brandy, and Brandy just kind of followed in her mom's footsteps, which I thought was adorable.
1: Exactly. So now that Mama Donna and Brandy work together, they're closer than ever, and they're like best friends. I love that. So now we're back to present day, and Brandy is getting ready to leave work at 3 p.m. on the Friday before her weekend off. But before she leaves, she grabs an iced tea Mm -hmm. and gives her mama a squeeze. I like that. It was 3 o'clock Friday. When she left, I remember, because Andy came and picked her up.
3: Andy Ragnow um, would often give her a ride home from work. He was a retired law enforcement officer.
1: Now, this is when we first meet or see, we don't really meet him, but we see Sergeant Ron Locker of the North Charleston Police Department who looks like a little bit like Channing Tatum.
0: Yeah, he looked like he was very hot like, you know, eight or ten years ago. And that's not an insult. It's just, you know, my affinity. Oh, well, our affinity to younger men. I mean,
1: okay. uh,
0: uh, uh, Listen! Are you...
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, I like younger and older. Also, I think he's so handsome right where he's at.
0: Right, sure, he's got some arms. (laughs) <laughs> and we learned that Brandy was picked up by a man named Andy. And Andy was a retired police officer who drove people around for extra money. I was like,
1: hello, pre-Uber. Also, I'm like, that's called a cab driver. Yeah,
0: but I don't think he was, like, official. Oh, he was I, off the books. Yeah, I think he was, like, off the books. There was a guy in Sonoma where an ex of mine lived, and you would call Vern. And he would just, like, pick you up in his, like, you know, Dodge dad. I
1: love Vern. Yeah. I love that name. But
0: Brandy lived close to Alex's diner, but sort of, like, not close enough enough to walk, so Andy usually gave her a ride to and from, and this Friday was no exception. He said he got to her house, watched her walk in, and you know, she was like see you Monday, and that was the last time he saw her.
1: Now, we're gonna tell you that the neighborhood of North Charleston that Brandy lived in was called Chikora Cherokee, which, what a beautiful name.
0: Beautiful name. I love that.
1: But Mama Donna tells us the neighborhood was kinda rough and known for crime and drugs. In fact, Mama Donna had begged Brandy not to take that apartment. But at the time, it was all she could afford.
0: Right, and I did a little side research here. Uh, Of course you did. (laughs) North Charleston. Ellen, side
1: research, Marie Marsh. I
0: love it. (laughs) North Charleston has one of the highest overall crime rates of any U.S. city, actually. So for comparison, the national total crime rate is 2,489 incidents for every 100,000 people. And North Charleston's overall crime rate is like 102% higher than any other crime rate in South Carolina. It is quite high.
1: I mean, that is very high. But also, as this story progresses, I'm going to just tell y'all now... Don't move to North Charleston.
0: Yeah, I just, I, but I do love South Carolina. Yeah. Except for the water bugs. <laughs> I have never seen water bugs like I saw in Hilton Head, South Carolina. That's the size of house cats. They got wings, number one. They will fly. They they will fly. They will fly at you. They yep. will fly to you. They are so big that when their wings hit the wall, it makes a noise. they <laughs> It makes a fucking noise. I have never seen water bugs like I've seen in South Carolina. Oh, my God.
1: Well, we call them roaches in the South. Okay. And also, flying roaches don't give a fuck because they will dart at your head and chill on your hair. Yeah.
0: So, I love everything except for that. Anyway. (laughs)
1: So this is when you find out that Brandy's life, it had changed a lot over the past year. She'd been seeing a guy for six years, but that ended somewhat abruptly. Yep. And she moved into this new apartment with her new boyfriend.
0: Right. That was pretty lickety split. Like, no judgment. I just like, who wants to live with boys? They're disgusting.
1: I mean, You know what I mean? I, so, I can attest.
0: Yeah, they're disgusting. So she kind of went straight into this next relationship and she loved him. Everyone is here to say that Brandy was head over heels for this guy.
1: Brandy's brother Shane is like, she seemed happier with this dude, but sadly, her new boyfriend walked out on her and without any warning just leaving Brandy heartbroken.
0: Right. And what Mama Donna was most upset about was the fact that she had moved to this neighborhood that she didn't want her to move to in the first place. Yeah. And Brandy was like, it's fine. This guy's name was Zeke. Zeke is with me. And Mama Donna's like, okay, first of all, I didn't have a good feeling about this dude in the first place. And now you're alone. And that upsets Mama Donna because she just, the only saving grace was that she was with this dude in this not-so-great neighborhood. And now Brandi is alone in this not-so-great neighborhood.
2: Yep. After Brandy gets home that Friday, she spends the afternoon in her apartment.
3: Brandy is a homebody, a lot like me. Get home and you're settled.
2: According to her friends and family, Brandy doesn't like to go to clubs or drink. When she's not exhausted from work, she socializes with a tight circle of friends at home.
1: She had said she was tired that day, so I, I just assumed she went home and took a nap. You know what's funny is that you and I are very social, but I have spurts of absolute homebody death. Is that a word? It is now.
0: Homebody. Yeah, I agree. I love going out and I love staying home. Me
1: too. Now, coworker Robin says she was tired that day and had assumed she was probably home napping. And Mama Donna did speak to her a few times, but basically Brandy was just home playing on her phones. Yep.
0: She had both of her phones with her at home. Now, this guy is named Zeke Langford. And Brandy had plans that night with one of her oldest friends, Amy McAdams. We'll get into how she works into the story in a little bit. She was also a waitress. Now, Brandy had plans to go to the beach the next
1: day, and she wanted to go shopping for a new bathing suit with best friend Amy. And Brandy said that her ex-boyfriend might be popping by that night, but she wasn't sure. And she did relay that to her mama. Yeah, and to be clear, Mama Donna did don't like Zeke she does not and I'm not gonna lie. Zeke already is uh, pricklin he's a little prickly Pricklin he's pricklin Wow well. so Brandy is at home waiting for Amy,
0: but Amy's running a little late at work, which can happen when you're a server. Yep. you get what you call campers if you want to get out and someone's like, ugh, I got campers at 16. Yep. Which means people that have finished their dinner, finished their drinks, and they're just yip-yap-yap yip, and up a storm with their check sitting on the table and poor Amy just wants to get home and go to Dillard's and get a new bathing
1: suit. <laughs> I love that we're circling <laughs> back to Dillard's. <laughs> Baby, Dillard's is unclosed at 10.30 at night.
2: Later that evening at Alex's restaurant, Donna's dinner rush is almost over.
3: And I was looking out a window towards where Brandy's apartment was. And I just got this god-awful feeling that something was wrong.
2: She calls the new phone she just gave Brandy. And I couldn't get through. Donna leaves a message. Then another.
3: I kept trying to call her because it was just a strong feeling. And it was awful. She's closing up shop. She
1: looks out her window and she had this like sort of foreboding moment where Mm -hmm. she was like, I just knew in my bones something was wrong. So she tries to call Brandy. No answer. Do you ever get that? Actually, I know you get those witchy feelings like a presentiment or premonitions.
0: What's a presentiment?
1: A presentiment is sort of like a moment of foreboding, like where you see something in the future, like you have an idea about something in the future. Is that swamp
0: talk or is that a real thing?
1: Google it. Okay. One second. I'm telling you right now that it is when you have a feeling of foreboding.
0: Swamp talk for intuitive (laughs) (laughs) feelings.
1: What does it say? I don't read swamp. What does the definition say? It
0: says, an intuitive feeling about the future,
1: especially one of foreboding. Wait, did you Google that? I did not Google it. You Google that. I promise you I didn't.
0: Come on. That is You don't know what miles per hour is, but you use presentiment and foreboding in the same sentence? Okay. All right. This is what we
1: want to do. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. San Francisco's finest here, coming down on the old swamp trash. Let me tell you something. English, Uh, my strong point-ish. But- (laughs) Math? (laughs) No. Math, math. I'm a joke with math. But presentiment. Presentiment. Listen,
0: you don't know a lot about the English. I know a lot about the English language. You don't know
1: a lot about nothing. Uh,
0: uh, Yes, please. Do not let my expertise interrupt your confidence. Yeah,
1: you should have a presentiment right now about what's coming your way. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just get these feelings. You just get these feelings. Or you think of someone and then they call that day. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Those things happen all the time. And I believe that. I believe
1: in it. I say this all the time. I'll wake up with someone on my spirit. Yeah. I'm like, I should call them. I'll either text. Most of the time I call because you hear it from me. If somebody comes to your mind, you should call them. Yeah. I promise you that there's a reason they're coming to your mind.
0: I agree. But all to say, Donna just had this feeling. She called Brandy a couple of times, and there was no answer. We do know that Brandy had texted Zeke that night, but she definitely didn't pick up Mama Donna's call. Yeah. Now, Amy, best friend Amy, they got there, Dillard's was closed by 10.30, (laughs) but she did get to Brandy's at 10.30, and she pulled up to Brandy's. There was no lights on. She could kind of see the flicker of the TV when she looked in the window. Yeah. And when she called Brandy's, old cell phone, she did hear it ring inside. Yeah, and this
2: is where Not Christopher says, So she heads home. Without ever seeing Brandy, and that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, but
1: I uh, yes, uh, but I get
0: that. You're just like, oh, she fell asleep. I'm running late. She fell asleep watching TV. She's got a, you
1: know, you just. Okay, well, I guess I just get scared easier. Y- yeah, I get nervous easier than that you. i just a little more nervous than you.
2: <laughs> After Donna Parent can't reach her daughter Brandy Hannah Friday night, May twentieth, two thousand five, she calls
3: again Saturday morning. There's still no answer. I kept trying to tell myself, oh, she's just out doing something.
1: So now it's Saturday morning, and Mama Donna calls Brandy again, and there's still no answer. Now, there's a thought that if Brandy had already left for the beach, perhaps she didn't take her new phone with her.
0: Perhaps. Are we going to do this all day? (laughs) No, you're just so cute. I love you. So, Mama Donna goes to work on that Saturday, right? Because, you know, like, and the, you got to get those weekend shifts. That's where all the money is. Yeah. And she tells coworker and friend Robin that she hasn't seen or heard from Brandy. And I actually kind of like get on board with this. You can kind of think that's weird. But Robin was kind of like, you know what? She kind of just went through a breakup recently. You know, Zeke had left her. Sometimes you just get a little, you know, you're just a little recluse. You're a little sad. You don't want to answer the phone. And so Robin was sort of, you know, explaining that away. And I was like, yeah, I get that. I would probably say the
1: same thing. Sometimes you just want some peace and quiet. I totally get what you're saying. And th- But that night, Mama Donna went to Brandy's apartment, knocked on the door There was no answer. She even tried calling the old phone and the new phone. She didn't hear anything.
0: Yeah. 24 hours pass and it's Sunday morning. Now this adorable family had this like long standing Sunday morning breakfast at Alex's and Brandy didn't show up.
1: Yeah. So even if you're like, you know what? I'm kind of depressed. I'm going to hang in. You would at least text them to be like, I know we do this every Sunday. I'm not going to be there. So then we arrive on Monday morning Brandy's weekend off is over, and she should be showing up for work around 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And Mama Donna's thinking, well, if she doesn't show, The restaurant will call me, and she hadn't heard anything yet at 7 a.m., so she's thinking, okay, well, no news is good news. Right.
0: Now, we take a little dip back to April of 2005. Now, remember how everyone was saying how much Brandy loved Zeke and how happy they were? Now, when they moved into this apartment, they had to ask Mama Donna for some money for the security deposit because it turns out Zeke was sort of working on again, off again as a plumber. I will hold my tongue for people and men who... You know what? I'm going to hold my tongue. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say that. (laughs) And Mama Donna was like, okay, you're moving to this neighborhood I never approved of, and now you want some money. Now, Mama Donna, again, didn't like Zeke. Now, there are always reasons why you don't like someone, but maybe you can't always put your finger on it. You know, just like you love someone. You meet someone and you love them for no reason. I mean, sometimes you just like hate people for no reason. And Mama Donna didn't know why she didn't like Zeke so much, right? I don't know. I'd appreciate you getting off of Mama Donna's back.
1: Okay? Oh, let me tell you something. I'm here for Mama Donna. So then we find out, you know what? Mama Donna, she kind of wasn't wrong about Brandy because a few weeks later, Zeke just left her. Turns out Zeke and his wife, he had a wife. They'd been separated for about a year, but they weren't divorced, and he decided to go back to his wife and their kids. Now, coworker Robin says that Brandy just thought, he had cold feet and that he would come back eventually but also, Brandy didn't like the idea of being the other woman who was just, you know, waiting for a man to decide to divorce his wife. And you know what? I don't hold any judgments here because these things can get very complicated. You never know what happens behind closed doors. You have opinions.
0: I just think that Zeke wanted to, you know, have his cake and use separate forks.
1: Oh, there is one I haven't heard. I
0: made that up right now because, (laughs) now listen to this, like, this is a full pizza's worth of audacity. He Uh didn't share any of the slices, he got a whole goddamn pie of this audacity. He was like... <laughs> Extra topics. Yeah, he was like, you know what I want? I want? I want a little space to work things out with my wife, and then... um, uh, uh, But then, if things don't work out, I also want you here. <laughs> How's that How's that work out for you? Does that sound good? The game is called being the other woman, and I'm going to say no every time. I am not casting judgment on Brandy because yeah. you never know what Zeke told her. Oh, sure. But the fact that he absolutely wanted to go it out with his wife, and he, with no uncertain terms, wanted Brandy to wait.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd be like, can you just see how this all pans out? Yeah, listen, I'm with you. What people say and what they do are two different things. Yeah. But all we know is that Brandy loved him and they had been happy. So she must have felt like it was worth fighting for. And she was heartbroken.
2: By the time 7.20 Monday morning, May 23rd ticks by, Donna is just starting to breathe a little easier. She knew the restaurant would have called her if Brandy didn't show up for work.
3: I had no sooner had this thought than my phone went off.
1: It breaks my heart to say this. I know. It really does it's the restaurant and brandy hasn't showed up.
0: Yep. So Donna reports Brandy missing to the North Charleston Police Department and they say the thing that like every time i hear it i want the person who i imagine delivering that news to just go inside the sun. Yep. I just you fuck off quickly. Do not grab your stuff. Do not pass go. Do not get a coat. Just fuck right off. They say she has the right to go missing. Just write it down. Just write
1: it down. Write down the report. Why can't these people take a report? What is wrong with you? Also, imagine this was your daughter. The
0: police say if we chase down every missing adult that someone thought was missing, they wouldn't do anything else. I think you would. I actually I, think you yeah, would. Absolutely. I challenge, I challenge that yeah. statistic.
1: Show me that paperwork. So, Mama Donna immediately reaches out to Zeke, who's on a plumbing job that morning. She says, now you look here. You got a key to that apartment, and I got to get in there. Meet me now, but don't you go in that apartment. Yeah. But I love Mama Donna. Like, I love her. She takes control of a situation. I'd have been like, and you picked me up a Coke slushie on the way, too. <laughs> but however, when she pulls up, Zeke walks out of the apartment. Yeah.
0: And she was like, I most certainly told you not to go in there. And he basically explains to Mama Donna, he's like, I didn't want you to go in there and find something first. Like a body.
2: Yeah.
1: A body. Who the fuck says that?
2: Despite her fears, once inside, Donna is surprised. It just looked like she had stepped outside.
3: Everything was orderly. No signs of any struggles or anything like that. There was still her cup that she had to come Friday from work with a glass of tea. There was a blanket on the couch, and it looked like maybe she had curled up and everything else was normal. She's got the tea that she
0: had taken from work on that Friday. Her blanket was sort of on the couch. You know, she had been, you know, snuggling watching the ultimatum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they find Brandy's old prepaid phone charging on her nightstand, but the new phone is nowhere to be found. So... It's starting to look like Brandy grabbed her new phone and her car keys and just disappeared. Yeah. Strap down your Grand Tetons. Ellen, I cannot. This makes me so angry. I
0: know. It takes them four days for someone to not declare her apartment a crime scene to just come to her apartment. So that means
1: a week of her missing. And then they decide, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and check things out. Let me tell you something. If a cop waited that long to investigate someone I loved, I would be leaving bags of flaming poop on their doorstep while, poop! while blaring Creed's greatest hits in the parking lot. A <laughs> week? Tell me you don't like your job without telling me you don't like your job. Yeah,
0: and tell them how long they spent looking around the apartment. An hour. Not even an hour. They were back at the station within an hour. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. It says they were back within. They just were like, this good, this good. Uh, looks good. Okay, great. She, does she does she have any does she have any tea in the fridge?
1: <laughs> well, Mama Donna said I told them you do whatever you need to do. You look through whatever you can ransack the place. <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> you can ransack the place. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Not even an hour.
0: I know. Turns out Brandy's uncle, Henry Smaller Jr., worked for the police and he was in charge of boat rescues.
2: Henry Smalley Jr. is in charge of North Charleston's boat unit. He knows the area surrounding Brandy's apartment well, especially the old abandoned Navy base and its reputation. If you wanted to get rid of a body in a very urban city like North Charleston, the Navy base is the perfect place to go.
0: Is there a Groupon? For Northern Charleston, that I can get in. It sounds like a lovely place to be. Yeah, is there a welcome sign that says that? Yeah. So,
1: of course, the family, they search basically every abandoned building in the area. So, now it's important to say here that Brandy's lease was month to month, and she only had been living in it for a month and a half. I say this because her landlords didn't really know her at all. And they told Mama Brandy, if you don't get us the rent on the first of the month, we're just going to take all of her shit and put it in the front yard. We don't give a fuck. So, that means 10 days. Ten days after Ugh. the last time this poor woman saw her daughter, she's packing up her things so that they don't get dumped. I cannot even imagine what that poor woman must have been thinking other than, I hope this landlord gets bit on the dick by a dementor. Well, <laughs> wow, that's He niche. really works that's through that. really neat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it no, works. Yeah, no, seriously, go slide down a 10-foot razor blade. Those guys can Please. go fuck themselves. So they have no choice but to pack up her apartment. Because I'm sure, listen, they're all just working class people. They don't have another means for another month's rent. It just seems whiplash inducing. Like, 10 days? That absolutely broke my heart. So, here they are. They're clearing out their apartment and they find this little canister and it was what she had put all of her tips in. And her best friend Robin was like, she didn't leave. She would have taken that canister with her. And all
1: her clothes were there. She yeah. would have at least taken some of that.
0: But here's what's hilarious. Are you ready for this one? Yes. They never made the apartment a crime scene. So they just moved out with all the potential evidence in there. Isn't Isn't that hilarious? I
1: mean... I hate everybody. That No forensic search, no DNA search, nothing. And let me tell you something. Honestly, if it were me, I would sue the shit out of that police department. I wouldn't stop until I owned that police station, and then I would change the name of it to the North Charleston Police Department and Sex Shop, where I would sell (laughs) butt plugs the size of Florida to keep everyone in that police station uncomfortable at all times. Thank you for listening.
2: (laughs) By June 1st, 2005, only 10 days since she went missing, Brandy's apartment is vacant.
3: The detective never made it a crime scene.
2: It's symbolic of how quickly traces of Brandy are beginning to disappear. But two doors away, Donna and a North Charleston police officer hit on a lead
0: deep, deep, thorough one-hour investigation that the cops did. They didn't even question anyone in the complex. So there was a neighbor, a down bitch by the name of Shavetta Johnson, who was like, hey, does anyone want to ask me anything? Because I saw Brandy the night she went missing. They're like, we're good, baby girl. okay? but we're going (laughs) to go get some tea. How about that? How about you take it? She's like, no, no, no. I saw Brandy. No, we're good. I'm going to get you some tea. (laughs) Like, nobody talked to her. So not the cop on the investigation, but a family friend who happened to be a police officer by the name of Rick Keys was like, I mean, I'll talk to you? What do you have to tell us? And she was like, oh, thank goodness. The night that Brandy went missing, I definitely saw her getting into a red truck with a white stripe. And do you want some more details beyond that? It had a creepy Jason mask tied to the grill of the car first of all grow the fuck up Please. are you kidding me yeah
1: you can choke
0: and second of all she was like also i have some more details it was about 9 30 i saw her get into the car and the officer was like cool can i get someone on this case i mean that is fucking crazy down bitch chevetta and down bitch lieutenant keys were the only two people talking nobody isn't cop 101 that you ask people questions? Apparently not North Charleston. I'm sorry. Li- we are coming down on these people but a bit, really, really, they really let this because family didn't down. Because I don't
1: understand. You obviously either didn't give a fuck or you're just plain dumb. So, Shavetta says, look, I saw who was behind the wheel and the truck she described, get this, resembles the vehicles of both Brandy's exes, Zeke Langford and Ray McAdams. Now, here's where things get a little too close for comfort for me both of these guys worked for Zeke's dad's plumbing company and these trucks are distinctive they are all red with a white stripe but only one had the Jason mask grace in the front of it (laughs) which is gross
0: and because they were saying we have both of these cars and she's like Okay, cool. Whichever one had that creepy Jason mask, and the person whose truck had that creepy Jason mask was Ray's. And Ray was Brandy's, remember her ex boyfriend of six years who she lived with before
1: Zeke? That's Ray. And they lived together, and Brandy's coworker Robin tells us that when Brandy first started working at Alex's restaurant, she gave Robin the impression that she was kind of afraid of Ray. Now, I'm starting to get goosebumps a little bit. I mean, I, the first time I heard that, and I'm still getting residual goosebumps.
0: Well, I, I always feel like right there, this is Dolly Parton from uh, Steel Magnolias, and I think
1: there's a story
0: there. <laughs> and I think
1: there's a story there. So, Ray and Brandy had gotten engaged, and Zeke was Ray's best friend. So Zeke ended up moving in with Ray and Brandy after falling on some hard times and getting separated from his wife.
0: And so naturally, Ray found out about Zeke and Brandy kind of falling in love. He flipped his shit, kicked Zeke out, and told Brandy she could stay. But Brandy was like, thanks, but no thanks. I'm actually in love with Zeke, and I'm gonna go with him. Now, Ray didn't really get over it and actually tried to keep getting Brandy back. And Mama Donna originally didn't like Ray for several reasons, But she didn't like Zeke even more. But Mama Donna does remember Ray saying something along the lines of.
3: They were sitting in the restaurant one time and just out of the blue, he said, I can kill your daughter and get away with it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And that's when he said, I could take her and make her disappear. And you'd never know. You know what my best
1: friend Maya Angelou says. When people show you their true colors, believe them. Yeah. Also, I need some context. They do not give us context for this conversation. No, it was just
0: very, very random. I mean, also, you have said this before. Don't underestimate people who have nothing to lose. Absolutely. So, Mama Donna had originally been like, oh, he's just being a silly little heartbroken boy. And now she's like,
1: wait. What? Honey, listen, when people say, oh, I'm an asshole, I'm going to believe you. Yeah. And when people are like, oh, I'm fucking crazy. I'm going to believe right. you. I take people at their word. Now, I can't understand the mindset of somebody who would say something as disgusting as that yeah. to someone's mother. Yeah. But then again, I don't live in North Charleston. So now coworker Robin says that Ray had a problem with Mama Donna, but she doesn't know
2: what it was. After Chevetta Johnson told Lieutenant Keyes what she saw, he proposed an idea.
3: Would you be willing to take a ride with me and uh, tell me if the guy that I talked to is him? She said, sure fuck it, let's go, yeah. let's
0: ride. Yeah, let's ride, we so, going now? She's I'm like, I'm down. I've seen disappeared, let's go, yeah, I'm on
1: it. I'm good, let me, let me go get my Diet Coke, let's go.
0: So he's like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to swing by the house, I'm going to put a Bluetooth speaker in my ear, and you tell me if it's the guy that picked up Brandy, and Shavetta's like, no problem. They go to race house, and within <laughs> seconds, Shavetta starts dinging like a fucking carnival ride. She's like, that's him, that's him, that's the guy, that's the guy, and dumb bitch Lieutenant Keyes was like, um, okay, I mean, Maybe he's going to hear you screaming in my Bluetooth, keep it down. But she knew it was him yeah. right
1: away. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> that is you and me. Yeah, This is why you and I would never be helpful in a situation no. like this no. because we just get out of the car yeah. and be like, yeah, I saw you. Yeah. I saw you. What did you do? You did something, you motherfucker. <laughs> but here's the thing. Turns out, Ray has an alibi.
0: Okay, keep talking. I got some I got some opinions okay. on that
1: alibi. So Ray has an alibi for the night Brandy disappeared. He says he was at a club called The Plex. Awful. Trying to get a job as a bouncer, and a friend can confirm that he was with Ray.
0: I have enough friends in this world who would, without question, verify my alibi for a Five Guys burger and a side of fries. You're looking at one. So, exactly. I would do it for free. So it, there are some people being like, like a, like a friend we're, we're, that's what we're taking. We're taking a friend's, at, like, nah, he was with me that night. Well, that's, there goes that theory. <laughs> that is good enough for me. Who wants an awesome blossom at Chili's, boys? This, this is, this, unsolved. And we're going to find out about Zeke's alibi, too.
1: We're just willy-nilly taking friends' words for it? These officers, they're either just super lazy or dumb. Now, Zeke Lankford also has an alibi. Let's hear
0: about his alibi. Yeah,
1: Remember how he was supposed to meet up with Brandy that night? Uh-huh. Well, Well, he couldn't because work went over and his brother-in-law was able to confirm that story. So, excuse me, sir. You were fixing someone's plumbing at 10 o'clock at night? Yep. Yeah, I asked my brother-in-law. Okay. Now, both of these dudes, of course, obviously are like, it's him. You know, that that meme of all the Spider-Mans? Why are you looking at me like that? That's literally what you wrote down. That's what
0: I was saying. The meme of the (laughs) Spider-Mans.
3: I literally wrote,
0: they questioned Zeke. And they're doing the Spider Man point meme. Now,
1: That's you just li- know someone's writing reviews. See, they're just too similar. Patrick, and, <laughs> Patrick <laughs> would criticize her. Patrick was a different mind. They're just too similar. Baby, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, two weeks after Brandy went missing, both men are asked to take a polygraph. Doesn't matter. Doesn't hold up in court. No, but keep going. I, why do they waste their time? Now, Ray came in right away and he had no problem passing the poly. However, Zeke didn't come in for two Months. And we're told by Officer Magic Mike, he'll, he'll be back, that Zeke was very hesitant to take it. I but mean, he did. I, I would be hesitant to take a
0: polygraph. And I was going to say yeah. the
1: same thing. I don't really love the idea of being strapped to a chair and yeah. being interrogated by the cops. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's
0: your name? I think it's Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Is it? What do you want it to be? Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> I have no idea. Who's your best friend? But all the polygraph tests are bullshit. But he passed it.
2: At the exact same time, another missing person case 1,500 miles away begins making headlines around the world.
3: The search for an American teenager missing in Aruba is being stepped up. 18-year-old Natalie Holloway has been missing since Monday when she failed to return from a high school graduation trip.
0: We're at June 4th, 2005, and this is when the international news of Natalie Holloway came out. Obviously, we know that the Natalie Holloway case made national news. She was from Alabama, but her story was everywhere. everywhere. We all heard it, but it was also local to Charleston, and Mama Donna was like, wait a minute. Why is her case getting all this- attention and I always say that we never can really fully understand why we grasp onto certain stories and not others and Mama Donna was like I would love some of this publicity so Down Bitch University graduate Mama Donna finally gets the balls to write the paper and was like hi my daughter is Brandy Hanna she's been missing for nine weeks and you all haven't covered shit and the paper was like actually she's right she is right, she's right.
1: Well, we should probably do something
0: and it only and, and you see it says nine weeks so it took nine nine weeks, and a national case of Natalie Holloway for the paper to even print something or get any kind of media coverage for poor Brandy Hannah and her family. It's
1: terrible. So they do publish something. It's a front page article about Brandy's disappearance, which prompts the local news to do a piece on Brandy. And now there's a little more visibility for the case. Sadly, though. No new information surfaces. The only
0: thing we hear is that during Brandy's shift on the night she went missing, at some point, she got a call either for or from Diana. Who's Diana, you say? Zeke's Zeke's wife. wife. And it clearly upset her. It clearly shook her up. But obviously, nobody knows what that call was about.
1: Yeah, and coworker Robin did see Brandy visibly upset and asked her what was happening. So
0: now we're just a cool, breezy, swift and ease. I didn't even mean to rhyme that. Three months after Brandy has gone missing, and they decide to launch an official search. That is so sweet. That is honestly dear.
1: I mean, they're doing so much now. Yeah. They really I mean the North Charleston Police Department must be drunk. Yeah. Y'all do not go missing in North Charleston. Their <laughs> coffee breaks last months, yeah, apparently. They don't
0: give a shit. And you know what? Again, we do get shit when we give cops shit, but I will say this. North Charleston Police Department, I hope every chocolate chip cookie you bite into ends up to be an oatmeal raisin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's how nasty I'm getting today. Ow, you
3: guys, look out.
2: Dogs are brought in to track Brandy's scent.
3: We had items that belonged to Brandy that I took with me.
2: The search is led by the Q Center for Missing Persons. The North Charleston police participate with Brandy's friends and family.
1: Guess who shows up to the search? Mm -hmm. Zeke. Yep. And apparently he was concerned about the dogs. Because you know what Zeke asks Donna's niece? He goes, um, well, can the dogs smell anything if Brandy's covered up? Uh, uh, <laughs> somebody come get this man because even if he's innocent this dude is going to incriminate himself out here asking dumb ass fucking questions i hope so who asks something like that and
0: then instead
1: of asking him more follow-up
0: question the police are like please don't come to a search again yeah, you've been disinvited what
1: <laughs> yeah they're like please don't ever come back here sir so sadly the search party comes up with nothing shocking three months later and remember Zeke has a confirmed alibi yeah
0: not Christopher wants to tell us that again so they say they don't have any reason to focus on him now remember his confirmed is his buddy saying he was doing some plumbing work somewhere in the area there's no surveillance there's no receipts there's no phone pings there's no credit card trail there's nobody that wasn't related to him that knew him that could corroborate that story it was just his buddy saying yes yeah, man. Right.
1: Oh, yeah, that sounds right
0: because any other form of alibi would be like nope i was at the grocery store down here here's the surveillance footage right. here's the receipt to corroborate yeah. that That's an alibi to me. Now, I recognize I sing and dance for a living, and right now I'm squawking into a microphone, but I've no enough true crime to know what I know.
1: You do, baby. Thank you. And I couldn't corroborate that story. (laughs) So now we fast forward to April 2006, almost 11 months since Sweet Brandy has been missing, and Mama Donna gets a call at work from the mother of Ray McAdams, her ex of six years. Turns out Ray had a heart attack and died (sighs) that morning, and she said, look, I didn't want you to find out On the news. So now, if Ray did have any secrets about Brandy's death or if he had any information at all we'll never know.
0: Yeah, now again, reminder that the North Charleston Police Department are a bunch of three-year-olds running around with guns because they didn't even run forensics on Ray or Zeke's car. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But remember this. Remember Ray's alibi was that he was at that club plex trying to get a bouncer job. Now, he said he had gone there at about 8 or 8.30 and he stayed there till well past 1. Now, this is where best friend Amy with the bathing suit shopping comes in because best friend Amy is actually Ray's sister-in-law. Amy is married to Ray's brother. And she tells the cops that she went off to drop off some things for Ray at like, 9 30 that night. So, in case y'all aren't following and you're really just cleaning your kitchens at the moment, how could Ray be trying to get a bouncer job at 8 30 at Plex, but also be home to get whatever it was that Amy was dropping off for him? Probably some axe body spray, I'm assuming. <laughs> but of course, they never even got to that story because the North Charleston Police Department is doing a bang up job on this investigation. And they don't get any of this information before Ray dies at 34 of a heart attack. Also 34, what happened? I
1: mean, that's wild. That's very upsetting. Yes. Now, honey, I mean this this makes me so angry because I'm like, that story doesn't add up. So you purposely, you made a decision yep. to not follow a lead. Honey, I take back my idea of suing them and turning part of the police station into a sex shop. Okay. I'm going to sue the fuck out of them still, but I'm going to turn part of that station into a barn so that it smells like livestock and shit in there 24 hours a day. And I'm going to be like, yeah, this barn is a metaphor for your detective work because it stinks. It fucking stinks. (laughs) And also I have to say like part of me feels like either Ray or Zeke or both of them had connections at the police department and they were purposely dropping the ball. That is what makes the most sense to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you really think about it, I mean, honestly, if I was forced to say what happened, I don't think Ray had anything to do with it. Ray might have been a little jilted. Zeke, on the other hand, probably had a little bit, you know, more. But nobody asked. No one went to the cameras at Plex. No one went and asked questions at Plex. That was a very, very... Provable lie that Ray yes. told
1: for whatever reasons. Well, same with Zeke. Because if you right. were working on a someone's plumbing, okay, well, I need the name and address of the of the residence or the building yeah. or the commercial building where you were working. But they purposely ignored every lead. You know who pays for it? Brandy's family. Yep.
2: It's been six long years since Brandy's banner went up outside Alex's restaurant.
3: Something about her her eyes and the poster stood out.
2: It resonates with a member of the North Charleston Police Force with no ties to Brandy's case.
3: I don't do missing persons cases.
2: But Sergeant Ron Locker reaches out to Donna.
3: I introduced myself, told her who I was.
0: So this is where Sergeant Lockhart with the North Charleston Police Department, I I guess he's a sergeant, he doesn't do missing persons cases, but something about Brandy's story touched him. I mean, I guess he could touch me if he wanted, you know. He could touch me. I mean, also Hot Cougar Summer 2.0 is coming up, everybody. So get ready for some secrets. Am I a
1: cougar? What am I?
0: I guess you're a cougar. Yeah, you are. I thought a you're gonna be like, you're just gay. Oh yeah. <laughs> so everything kind of dies on the vine. Yeah. Six years pass. Six years. I know. And Sergeant Lockhart with the North Charleston Police Department, he starts reinvestigating the case. Uh, not reinvest.
1: He starts investigating. Yeah.
0: Reinvestigating would mean they would have done an investigation in the first place, right? Yeah, but
1: wait. Can I just say what Mama Donna said? What it got? It really got me because she's very. She's so fragile. I, I, I mean, yeah. she's strong, but she's just so heartbroken recounting, you know, her daughter and her love of her daughter. But she says, when someone you love goes missing, you pray for an angel. And this officer yeah. was my angel.
0: Very sweet. It is sweet. So he rattles off a bunch of things that weren't investigated. Remember that call that they were to assume was Diana,
1: the ex-wife? That call was never traced or checked. No, no. And now it's six years later and those phone records are gone, so it's not like he can pull them. Yeah, and they
0: can't track or process any of the DNA or anything that was in the car for blood or any kind of forensics. And guess what? No one even knows where the fuck that truck went. Yeah, and again... Nobody officially investigated neighbor Chevetta and beyond identifying the car, including the Jason mask, she was never asked any further questions because remember, Lieutenant Keyes wasn't on the case.
1: Yeah. So Sergeant Locker chats with Chevetta and shows her pictures of both Ray and Zeke. But this time, she points to Zeke as the man who picked Brandy up. Now, we see side by side composites of Ray and Zeke and Sweet Lord. It is a variable poo poo platter of who hasn't showered or washed their dark spots. (laughs) These (laughs) men look
2: rough.
0: Same person, different fonts. (laughs) True. They can certainly be cousins. They both look like they smell like a bag of, you know, pork grinds and aftershave of Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. (laughs) Like,
1: come on now, cut Chevetta a break. Truly. But here's the thing. There are similarities to both of these men. And if they were sitting in the dark at night in a truck. Yeah. It would be very easy to confuse the two men with each other. So Sergeant Locker takes a different approach. He focuses on trying to find Brandy's remains, starting with the area closest to her apartment.
0: Right. And that creepy naval base that they said bodies show up. And he tells us that that whole area is now sort of made into a park. And the area has kind of already been, you know, dug up. And... You know, back in the day, there was also a golf course, but that slowly turned into marshland. And you know what's in marshlands?
1: Alligators. The Mike Williams of it all. Yeah. But that does not deter Sergeant Locker's investigation. He keeps searching that area. I mean, but this man was dedicated. Like, he even started digging in random areas with a shovel on his own. That's... That's how you do the damn thing. Yep.
0: And then he finds this one area of water where he found this shoe. And friend Robin says she specifically remembered that that was Brandy's shoe. And it was a Nike sneaker. It was a woman's size 10 and a half. They were cross trainers. So a cross trainer would run a little big and Brandy had a size 10 foot. Yeah. And, you know, the tongue of the shoe had a date on it, and the date was January of 2005, which was four months before Brandy went missing. Yeah.
1: So Sergeant Locker sends the shoe to the lab for analysis to see if they are, in fact, Brandy's. I'll see you in 2045. Yeah, exactly. But while he waits, he zeroes in on the area where he found the shoe. He starts excavating the area.
0: And, you know, they bring in state archaeologists. Who and they, knew they had that? I mean, but again, Lieutenant Lockhart is a fucking down bitch. But it's six years later. So they search for three days. And sadly, they weren't able to come up with any more clues or any other signs of brandy. Now... Even though the size of the shoe and the date and the color matched and everything, unfortunately, there was no DNA that could be linked to Brandy. However, it was underwater for six years. Well, it took them four
1: years I know. Well, let, to come
0: to that conclusion. I know, because the, they don't have time for anything at the DNA labs. You never know. You never know how long you're going to wait. So we kind of wrap up the story. We learn that Alex's diner closed in 2012, and Brandy Hannah was oh, I got chills. Brandy Hannah was officially declared deceased on Monday, August 26, 2013, and the investigators do believe that she was a victim of homicide. Oh. So. This is fun. Uh Uh-oh. Tuesday, December 20th, 2016. Zeke was charged with obstruction of justice in the investigation of the disappearance of Brandy Hanna. What? Yep, the North Charleston Police Department provided an affidavit and they stated that he willfully provided false and misleading statements. You You think? think? And in December 2018, he pleaded guilty to that charge and he received two years in prison and two extra additional years probation. But hold on to your butts, there's more. What? Zeke was also found guilty of first degree sexual misconduct, and was sentenced to 17 years in prison. What? And per prison records that I researched, he remains incarcerated at Evans Correctional Institution in South Carolina, and his projected release is May 2031, for which I say, uh, sucks to suck. Die mad, bitch. You can choke. Yeah. So I mean, at least he's where he belongs, behind bars. He has not been charged with Brandy's murder, but at least he's not a good fucking guy. And at least he's fucking behind bars. And 2031 can go as slow as it wants to. I hope he does some other shit in there to stay in there for the rest of his fucking life. I don't like his attitude. And we just, our heart goes out to Mama Donna. And you know, it's, again, they they know what the outcome is, but you want to know. You want to know what happened. You You need it. I want somebody to be held accountable for that horrible thing, and we just we love that family. And everyone, go swing by a diner and think of beautiful brandy. Yeah, say
1: something funny. Well, I do not support a Jason hockey mask on the front of any vehicle. No. However, I do support a bumper sticker that says, "I'm so gay I can't even drive straight on it." <laughs> <laughs> bow, 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 bow.
0: Oh, I want to hug Mama Donna. I want to so... hug everyone. You and I are huggers, though. We're hugging people. We are people. huggers. Just wait for Obsessed Fest. If you don't want a hug from us, we need like some kind of a symbol, like some kind of a button that says, yeah. I love you, but I yeah. don't want your hugs. Yes. Because we are hugging people. Join us on the Patreon. That is where Joey and I do all of our bonus episodes. You get three bonus episodes plus our bonus thing. They're ad-free. You get our close friends. You get so much more of us that usually drops on a Thursday. We would love to have you. You just go to our website and click on the Patreon link we have lots of fun things coming merch is coming your way soon live shows are coming Yay, your way baby. soon and
1: so much more where can they find us on social definitely come and play with us on the Facebook group please it's called Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group Yeah, I did it I don't even
0: Instagram, it is the Disappeared Pod, and on Twitter, we're also on TikTok, TikTok, and we love to hear from you. We love engaging with you on socials. Please tell a friend about our podcast. We love to grow our family and our community, and we love hearing from you. If there is something you want to hear from us on our Patreon, our DMs are always open. We have a list going. We can't wait to hear from you. We love you so much. We love you. I love you. I love you. Yellow A pack Peck. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: So listen, we meet Brandy's co-worker, Robin Pyle. They are
0: listening. You oh. know they're listening. Are you, you listening? You know when you're saying listening, they're l- quite literally listening to our podcast. Wow. Listen. Listen more. Who okay. hurt you? Who hurt you?
1: <laughs> Many people. <laughs> it all started. Turns out Brandy's uncle... Little... Yeah, he was on the boat unit, and he knew Brandy's neighborhood. Wow. Neighborhood. And he, he knew Brandy's neighborhood. Again, we're
0: just taking a... Br- be like... Uh, brother-in-law, say you saw me. I saw him. <laughs> well, there goes that theory. Case
1: closed. Who wants some iced tea? When Brandy was dropped off that day after work, she was just home vibing. Donna said she was a homebody like me. What a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Could I get a lozenge? <laughs> Medic. You can also find us on both. Uh, you can find us. Uh, you can do it, baby. You can do it. He starts wow. Excavating. He he starts excavating the area.
0: That's a big word for Elmo. (laughs) Tell (laughs) me.